You ready for the word this morning? Man, I I have, (laughs) thanks Louis, I have uh, really, Tim says, oh, this is going to be easy for you, you already got a word prepared, just uh, bring it next Sunday. I said, I wish it worked that easy for me. It never works that way. It never works that way. It's something that that, that ends up coming either Saturday night or between the 3.30 and and 9 o'clock on Sunday morning, and there again, here we are. Same, same, same kind of deal again. But I really feel really, really, really strongly that during, after, and, and throughout this fast that I, I, I've just kept hearing about, like, Joshua, 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 Joshua. So I jumped in and started studying Joshua again. It's like, okay. It's like, wow. It's like, you know, we talked last time about th- that I was up here speaking. I was talking about... 2019 seemed like a transition period, a transition year for us, that, that we're moving, we're going a, a, into something more, into something different, and there's been great anticipation that we're transitioning into something. And I think, wow, well, okay, that, that would make sense about, about Joshua because they crossed over into their promised land, so that very much was transition, change, a shift and a change, Right? Yeah, it's new. It's new. It's bringing some new stuff, some new experiences that are going to be happening. Say, like, okay, yeah, that that makes sense. Now, I had I, I wrote down something for last week. That I thought was for last week, and then and I, I am such a, a highly organized, highly disciplined in 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 my notes and in keeping and stuff that between last week and this week, I lost it. And so I was kind of panicked. I, I told my wife, I need to find I need to find that. The Lord downloaded that for me, and I wrote that down very specifically, and I need to find that. I searched all over. I went in my office. I went through my desk. I looked at the... Uh, it's like, what in the world did I do with that? And I was really frustrated, and I thought, I, I need to pray about that. And, and I heard very quickly, I was convicted. It's like, did you forget about this Holy Spirit thing and that teaching that he will bring to remembrance these things that he's taught you and teaching you. Say, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, then why don't you just sit for just a second and let me bring that back to your memory. Okay, so he did. I wrote it down again, and I, I'm pretty sure that this, is, this seems and feels exactly what I had done before last week. <laughs> That the Bible is full of examples where God gave people something that they were supposed to do, which would be an act or a directive to be done in the physical realm to bring a release in the spiritual realm, which impacts you in your current situation, both spiritually and physically. Hear that again? That God, the Bible is, is full of these examples as you start looking, especially if, if you're listening and thinking of it from this perspective, that God gives you an act or a directive, something, something that he wants you to do, an act or a directive, to be done in the physical realm. So it's like, it's like baptism. When we, when we baptize, it's something that we do in the physical, which brings a release in the spiritual realm, which impacts you in your current situation, 
both spiritually and physically. Fasting is another one of those things, directives that we get. Pray and fast, pray and fast, pray and fast. And that when we physically deny our flesh, which, man, look how this shirt fits now. 41 meals I fasted over this 20 days. So, <laughs> yeah, the things that we're supposed to have done in secret, not, not, sack, not, not sackcloth and ash though, this is something that we did together as a body, a corporate fast, I'm just saying I, I, I believe I did my part. And one of the awesome things, we don't focus on weight loss, but it's like, oh my goodness, that's like some of the frosting on the top of the cake, some of the blessing that we get. Now, I, I felt like there, that so much came through and from this fast that that's something that's going to now be a part of my lifestyle. I just felt better after I got over the hunger pains. <laughs> Okay, an act or directive to be done in the physical realm to bring a release in the spiritual realm, which impacts you in your current situation, both spiritually and physically. There is a, a quote, and I, I'm not going to read the whole quote. I'm just going to read the part that stands out to me and, and I, I just wrote this morning. The moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves to. The moment that you will definitely commit yourself. I felt like this when I was sharing with this young lady to come in my office this morning that wanted to be baptized. It's like, oh my goodness, I just need to read this to her. I read these, these two things to her. She wanted to take a picture of them because it's so related to her situation. It's like the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. What's providence? It, it, it is the hand of God... God moving in favor over your life. Providence is the favor of God on your life. So when you definitely commit, it's like when you take that first step of commitment, providence moves with you, for you, and on your behalf. Are you with me? Something to be done in the physical realm which releases things in the spirit realm and it's something that we have to do. We take that step of obedience. We take that step of commitment. We make that commitment. And all providence moves with you. Like, mm, I love it. I believe it. I believe it. I want to talk to you a little bit about feet. Your feet. It's like, what does this have to do with anything? Well, you'll see here in a little bit. Do you know that your, each of your feet has 26 bones, 33 joints, more than 100, 100 tendons, muscles, ligaments? A quarter of all of the bones in your body are in your feet. Over a fourth of all the bones in your body are in your feet. And I think, man, what, what, is, what all do your feet do that's so amazing? You know, I, I came to realize that your feet really protect so much of your body, they absorb. Yeah. Just looking there. Like, yeah, yeah. This is a medical student sitting right here looking at me going, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know that when we run or that, that when we walk, our feet end up taking the impact that protects the rest of our body. 
It's like all of those bones, all of those muscles. So our feet so oftentimes are protecting. They're there to protect our body and, and their function that they do. There are over 7,000 nerve endings in each foot. And this is something to, to think about. Those nerve endings, some of those nerve endings connect directly to your heart. Nerve endings in your feet that will connect directly to your heart. Nerve endings in your feet that will connect to your brain. Nerve endings in your feet that will connect to your spine. It's like, wow, these feet are pretty amazing right here. You have 250,000 sweat glands in each one of your feet. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> which on an active day can produce from four to six ounces of sweat. Oh, now that's some great information, isn't it? Those feet can produce four to six ounces of sweat on an active day. Romans 10:14 says, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Feet, feet, feet. I've always been one of those guys that when we talked about washing feet, having a foot washing service, I thought I need to be sick. <laughs> I, I don't like feet. I don't like other people's feet. The idea of washing other people's feet. You know, I had to have a whole new and different mindset in that. Feet kind of bugged me, and I think it's because I always thought that I had ugly feet. This one, I'm missing one toe. This one has two broken toes. like, ugh. I don't like these feet, so I'm probably not going to like anybody else's either. Not very happy with my own, but feet are something pretty special. And I, I, we're going to go to, let's go to Moses. We'll talk about Moses here first. I don't have a lot of time. This is Social Sunday, and you're probably going to be getting hungry, maybe even hangry before we. Uh, chapter 3. Chapter 3. In Exodus, before we jump in here, I want to I share one more thing. I, I feel like this might have some significance this morning. Probably a couple years ago, I had a dream, a dream or a vision. Paul and I were talking about what I refer to as drision. You know, sometimes when you have a very active mind that's, that's busy and you're thinking and you're a busy person anyway, like myself, it's like... It has to be like 3 o'clock in the morning, between 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, for God to have your undivided attention. How many people here feel like it's that, that, that 3 o'clock or that, that 3.30 is when you end up hearing from God? Because oh, a lot, of, a lot, a lot, a lot of people. It's like, to me, sometimes that, it seems like that's one of the few times that he can end up having my undivided attention where I'm not thinking about something else, where I don't have something else going on, another responsibility that has to be dealt with. It's like, okay, you got me, Lord. I had one of these derisions. I had, I had been awake and then back to sleep or in that state somewhere in between. And in this, I, I, I was seeing like a very thin, thin, thin membrane which had, which had moved closer instead of being something way high up there it came down really close. In fact, it came down close enough that I could end up like standing up, stretching just a little bit, stick my arm up through it, and grab things out of the other side of that, that membrane that was right there. And it's like, wow. And they were very attractive, shiny, sparkly things that I knew to be amazing gifts. So I started reaching up, you know, grab. It's like, oh, I can, I can get a couple of these, maybe two or three of these, and 
this hand, stick the other hand up through and start to bring them down. And once I pulled them down through to examine what they were, I woke up. It's like, <clears throat> that's what I said. But I had this, this overwhelming feeling of, I can have that. I can get that. I can, I can achieve that. This is something that, that I can have. But it just hadn't yet been revealed to me. But I felt like this is something really special. It's attractive. It's sparkly. It's shiny. And I really believe that that's what God, that's what this year, I think it's for 2020, that God has a lot of special, sparkly, shiny, amazing gift things that he wants to reveal to us in this year that we can be walking in. Because it's like the veil is thin and it is close and we can get it. We can have it. Yeah. I think that's part of the transition as we're moving from 2019 into 2020 as it's closer. It's closer. It's becoming available to us, more and more available to us. And we get a hold of it, and then he's going to show us, teach us exactly what it is and, and how to use it. But right now, it's really, really attractive. This makes sense to anybody? Can anybody relate to this? Are you just thinking, you're crazy? <laughs> oh, that's kind of a scary thought. I know you're very, not very many people go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Just kind of quiet right here. Okay, we'll go with the crazy part for a little bit. But I want you to, uh, chapter 3. Now, we know the story of, of of Moses and the Egyptians and all of that stuff. But now Moses, he, he had left. He, he'd run away. He was in the way in the back 40. He was tending sheep for his father-in-law, Jethro. So Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush, so he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Now, it's like Moses was tending sheep. You know what? Sheep herders and sheep tenders, they have to follow their sheep. They have to keep track of their sheep. They have to move them around, baby them around, so they have to walk where the sheep have been, right? Walk among the sheep. So it, you may even be stepping in what the sheep have done when you're tending sheep. Uh, so he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, but the bush was not consumed. And then Moses said, Huh, I will turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. It's like, sometimes God has to do something pretty, pretty spectacular like that to end up getting our attention, and then, then he has our attention. I'm talking about the 3 o'clock in the morning time, for me, this is not a 3 o'clock in the morning. This is when Moses is out doing what Moses does right now, and that's tending sheep. So he's busy, he's keeping track of the sheep, but he sees, like, out of the corner of his eye, a burning bush. And it's like, huh, there's a bush burning over there. But then it's like, wait a minute, it's still burning. The fire still has the same intensity than when I first got here. That bush is still burning, and the bush is not consumed. So when the Lord saw... The, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look. In other words, when the Lord saw that he had his complete attention. Everybody say, complete attention. Yes. 
And that's what he's looking for from us is our complete attention. Some time that we dedicate to him, prayer and fasting has been amazing for that, where he's got our complete attention. Well, this burning bush that didn't burn up got his complete attention, so he turned, he looked at it, and, and God had Moses' face, eye contact. We're, we're direct right here. So when the Lord saw that he had turned aside, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. Moses said, here I am. And he said, then God said, do not draw near this place. Take off your sandals. Take the sandals off your feet. For the place where you stand is holy ground. Somebody say with me, holy ground. The place where you stand is holy ground. It's like, man, well, why not take off your hat, your turban? Why not take off your outer robe? Why not take off, why does it take off your shoes? It's like, have you ever thought about that? Because it's holy ground. It's like, huh, well. Moreover, he said, I'm the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, and Moses hid his face where he was afraid to look upon God. God had his undivided attention. He's over there looking. He hears the voice come out. It's like, oh, I'm not sure I better look at this anymore. But it says, take off your sandals for you're standing on holy ground. Why take off your sandals? It's like, well, for one thing, it's an act or a directive to be done in the physical realm to bring a release in the spiritual realm which impacts you and your current situation spiritually and physically. That's a great reason to do what you're told, right? So Moses does so. He takes off his sandals so he can clearly hear and experience. I feel like when we have an encounter with God, when he is looking, when, when he has done something to get our undivided attention, if it's a crazy, if it's an amazing, I shouldn't say crazy, an amazing dream that we have, if it's a vision we have, an open vision, if it's a healing that we've just received, if it, there's so, so, so many things and ways that he will get our attention that we have to be very, very aware and when I realized, like, okay, why the, why the feet, the feet, the feet? Jesus washed the disciples' feet in the Last Supper. He washed the disciples' feet. In the New Testament, he, when he's sending the twelve out, he says, if you are not received, if you go into a house, you're not received, or you go into a city where you're not received, then kick the dust, shake the dust off your feet. It's like, huh, get rid of the dust off your feet. I think, I really believe that God started showing me and kept dragging me back to this, Joshua Moses, Joshua Moses, that one of the things he was saying, you know, Moses, you've been through a lot of stuff. Man, you killed the Egyptian, you've had to run, you've had to hide, you've been, you've been raised up. There's a lot of stuff that you've been taught through the Egyptian culture even. That I want you to take off your sandals I want you to receive everything that I have for you, but it's important that you don't track any of this junk that you're carrying on the bottom of your sandals into my presence, which is holy ground. I'm, ready, I'm, I'm moving you into a new place. I have a mission for you. I'm going to send you on this incredible mission like no one has ever done before, and you're going to have to come into it without any of this junk or this residue 
Anything that you've walked through or stepped in, I don't want. Are you with me? This makes sense? I feel like that's where we are too. I feel like that's what's happening for us, to us, and even through this fast that he's bringing us across into another place and saying, okay, if, if you got some stuff that you have been through that has left some residue on your shoes, on your feet, if there's hurts from the past, if there's things that you're hanging on to that you need to just like shake off, God's got something new and different for you that he wants to bring you into. He's saying, shake it off, shake it off. Saying, take your shoes off. You're standing on holy ground right now. I want any of the preconceived ideas, I want any of the junk that you're carrying from your past, I want it gone. I want you to step out of it, step onto holy ground. And, and all of the nerve endings, all of the things that nerves that connect directly to your heart, nerves that connect directly to your brain, nerves that connect to your spinal column all of who we are, there are sensations that we have in our feet. You know, God manifests to us in so many different ways. You heard some of the, her, her vision and the oil and, and what, what God was showing. He manifests himself to us in many, many, many different ways. And I believe a second part of that is us putting ourselves in a position where we can receive all that he has for us and some of it's getting rid of the junk, stepping out of it, stepping out of our shoes, out of these sandals that, you know, they might have sheep poop on them. But <laughs> you need to step out of that stuff. And if there's offense, if you've taken offense and you're carrying that, that's like walking, dragging mud on your shoes, you know, where you're uh, uh, trying to lift your feet up and go. It's like, okay, it's time to step out of that offense into what I have for you now, because you're standing now on holy ground. All right. Feet. Your feet. Your feet. Now, Joshua, where he started leading me, directing me in the, in the first place here, we will go to the fifth chapter of Joshua, ninth verse to start with. The Lord said to Joshua, this day, I don't have time to build much, much history into this other than they've crossed over the Jordan, they've not fought their first battle, they're in the area of Jericho on the, the, the right side of the, the proper side of the Jordan, crossed over into the promised land, and the Lord said to Joshua, this day, this is 5-9, Joshua 5, verse 9. Then the Lord said to Joshua, This day I have rolled away. Let me say it with me. Rolled away. Because I believe this is significant. I've rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Therefore, the name of this place will be called Gilgal to this day. So I've rolled away the reproach of Israel. In other words, no longer are you going to have or be a slave mentality. You've stepped into a new land. You're no longer going to be slaves. No longer a slave to sin. And when I think rolled away, it's like rolled away. What happened at the tomb? To the stone that had Jesus inside the tomb? It was rolled away. 
It was rolled away, and then Jesus came out to live resurrection life. The same power that conquered the grave, that rolled the stone away, rolls away the reproach from our lives. It's like, oh, okay. When we step into obedience, it's like the reproach, the, the, the thought process, the junk that we've carried from before is rolled away. Are you with me? Okay. Going to move on just a... Uh, verse 5, chapter 5, verse 13. Now, well, verse 12 is, is pretty amazing too. After this time, no longer were they served manna every day. They began to eat feast on the good of the land, the food from the land of Canaan. So they started stepping into the promise that had been given to them and enjoying the benefit and the fruit of that promise. Then, verse 13, it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. So that got his undivided attention as well. Burning bush for Moses, man with a sword drawn in his hand for Joshua. Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or are you for our adversaries? He was brave enough to run right up there and ask him, You know, what, who, who do you stand for? Whose side are you on, sir? And he said, No. Like, whose side are you on? Are you on our side or are you on their side? And he said, No. What kind of an answer is that? That's like a weird kind of answer that I would probably give somebody. Like, No. No, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Well, that got his attention, undivided attention. Joshua fell on his face on the earth, and he worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? A little attitude change right there. It's like, oh, I recognize I'm in the presence of God right now, down on his face, worshipping and saying, what, what word do you have for me? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandal off your foot. For the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. You're standing on holy ground. Take off your shoes. I don't want you bringing any of the junk. The reproach has already been taken off your life. The stone is rolled away. The reproach is gone. You're standing now on holy ground. And I've got some instruction for you. Some very specific instruction for living in the land of promise. For everything that's been promised to you now. I have some instruction that you're going to have to listen close to. But take off your sandals. You're standing on holy ground. Shake off the junk. Take off the stuff. No more reproach. Are you all with me? Here's where we are. Here's where we are. I, I, I believe... Here's where we are. God gave them some very specific directions. When you read the story of Jericho and how the walls came tumbling down in Jericho due to the obedience of Joshua in following the instructions, took off his shoes, shook off the junk, and walked in the calling that the Lord had for him, receiving the promises, receiving the gifts. 
and it's noontime. Are you good for about seven or eight more minutes? Okay. I think that we are in such a time. We are in such a time. We have fasted. We have prayed. And there's been all kinds of breakthroughs of people that have shared. I think we're standing. We're, we're at a point where we're standing on holy ground where God has new instruction, where God has new direction, where he's got, you know, the veil is close. The veil is thin. You can reach up through and you can grab. He can empower you. He can show you. He can teach you. He can lead you. He can direct you into the calling that he's put on your life, on my life. That we would walk in a, in, a, in a holy boldness in what he's showing and, and, and what he's teaching. And that we would step out of our shoes. In fact, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. I really feel that this is some, an act or directive to be done in the physical realm to bring a release in the spiritual realm which impacts you in your current situation both spiritually and physically. Let's all stand together or you can sit. Let's take off our shoes. It's like, oh, yes, Pastor Lynn, you are, you've tipped over, you've bumped your head. Ooh. You know, I was looking at, I was watching the, the worship team up here, and it's like, I just have to say, I'm talking about the, you know, the, the foot thing again. I, I used to think when someone would be up here on the platform without their shoes that you were being disrespectful. You should be up there in your best, your shined up shoes. You know, that, that's how you should be up here on, on this platform. That's what the thinking, that, that's what I used to think and that what I used to believe. But I believe now that we're called to a place, that we're on holy ground, that he's calling us upward and upward and upward and saying, take off your shoes, you're standing on holy ground. And I want you to take some physical steps right now. He's saying, I want you to take some physical steps to bring some release in the spirit realm to change your life today. Yeah. Pretty quick, we're going to end up blowing a shofar. We're going to seal some, some deals here. But I really, I, I, let's, I think we need to take some some steps. We're, we're standing on holy ground. I'd encourage, let's just all come to the front. We're going to make some spiritual declarations. Let's come to the front. Let's make some spiritual declarations. Each and every step you take. You know, in, in, in Joshua, God was telling him, every place you put your foot, I'm going to give that to you. I'm going to give that ground to you. I'm going to give that land to you. Every place that you place your foot, every step you take is going to be yours. So I believe that every step we take in this spirit, in this physical realm this morning, God's going to bless. And as we make some declarations together here this morning, I am believing that we're going to be reaching up through that membrane and we're going to grab onto, that we're going to receive some of the gifts that he has for us this morning and that as he leads us and shows us he's going to reveal 
the sparkle is going to be gone and we're going to see oh that's what that is that's what that is thank you jesus thank you for this amazing gift that you've given me the moment one definitely commits oneself providence moves too i just thank you for the commitments that i see all over this congregation this morning lord i, I thank you thank you jesus thank you jesus let's speak some commitments together it's like jesus I commit my heart to you. Jesus, I commit my life to you. Jesus, I commit my hopes to you. Jesus, I commit my dreams to you. That I'll be dreaming with you. Jesus, I commit my goals to you. Jesus, I commit my family to you. Jesus, I commit my finances to you. And I am believing and trusting for divine favor and protection over my life, over my children, over their children and their children I believe I'm walking in divine and supernatural health and wholeness I believe I have divine supernatural provision over my life I believe I have divine spiritual wisdom and guidance from above I believe I have divine spiritual discernment to know the difference in which spirits are speaking. I, I believe I will walk in divine boldness under your covering. I believe I receive divine love to share with my brothers and sisters. I receive and I declare in the name of Jesus and I say thank you and I bless your name Jesus amen of the trumpet 
sounded long and became louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him by voice. <laughs>